It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. In a time of change, specifically movie voiceovers, the Zade story ushers in a new era to the cinematic experience. Today we review Black Mass. And welcome back to episode 14. Kevin has been 14 episodes already. I can't remember. Is it 14? Yes, yes. I've been keeping track. <laughs> it's been 14, 14 episodes. 14 episodes. Well, thank you to our listeners for continuing to listen. We love it. We love doing the Zade story. This is episode 14, I guess. We're in our teen years, guys. Uh, unruly. Maybe unruly like the characters in the movie we reviewed. A lot of self-discovery. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of adventurism. Mm-hmm. A lot of figuring out who we are and where we want to go. Yeah, where we belong. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you one place I do not want to belong. Tell me, Kevin. South Boston in 1975. <laughs> I don't want to belong there. Southie. Yeah, Southie. Southie. As as the locals would call it. Do you think they got the hint? I don't think they got the hint. (laughs) No, because a lot of movies could be about Southie. Well, that's true. And actually, a lot of movies are about Boston in general. I feel like Boston has a large monopoly on a lot of movies. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on there. It must be a great place. Like, specifically seeking for my Northwest crew over here. Mm-hmm. There's not much about Seattle other than sleepless in Seattle. I would say Seattle is the the, the most Northwest represented in, I disagree. in film. I disagree. I say L.A. That's not Northwest. Isn't it Northwest? It's not Northwest. It's West. So what? where does the, the cap end on Northwest? At the bottom of Oregon? Yeah. I would say Ashland is the cap of Northwest. So you're saying for the entire United States Northwest, we only get Washington and Oregon down to, to the Ashland? Well, yeah, but it's not. I mean, Idaho. Idaho counts. Idaho counts. Nobody cares about Idaho. Nobody cares about Idaho. Uh, we all care about Idaho. Is there like, Nobody there has cares. to be some sort of like great football high school movie about Idaho? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not caught up on my Idaho football movies. A task for the viewers out there. Give us some great Northwest movies. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Some Northwest movies. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one that actually takes place in Portland, Oregon, which is just a mere hour north of us in the Zade Story studio. Uh, Mr. Brooks. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, you got to see Mr. Brooks, especially if you live in Portland. It's about er, Kevin Costner plays like a serial killer it's creepy and delicious the one that comes to mind for myself is uh it was a movie about 10 years ago benicio del toro there's a great knife scene i think uh, uh the hunted the hunted yeah yeah that's so that that's was, with tommy 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 lee jones yeah the fugitive guy yeah filmed in uh north the the falls right yeah, yeah. Uh, out in silverton mm-hmm. which is my hometown did you meet Tommy Lee Jones? No, but I met Billy Bob Thornton and I met Bruce Willis's stunt double when they filmed Bandits in Silverton. 
Now, that didn't play, take place in the Northwest. But they filmed it. But they filmed it. That's cool. Yeah. It was, it was good. I feel like if I was to ever meet uh, Tommy Lee Jones, I would try to, like, quote Fugitive. Mm. You know, like, outhouse, chicken house. I'm not very good at <laughs> quoting it right now. That's good, though. No, oh, thank you. You know, all those houses that he was quoting, mm-hmm. I'd be like. <laughs> I think you should go with Insert here. Insert here. I'd just be like, outhouse. <laughs> and he'd be like. Get this guy away from me. (laughs) (laughs) He called Benicio Del Toro. (laughs) (laughs) Who's in a a movie that we definitely want to see coming out? It looks really good. It looks so good. What's the name of the movie? Because I forgot. Sicario. Sicario, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Emily Blunt, mm. Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin. It looks so good. Del Toro looks so healthy. Yeah, good for him, right? So healthy. Because he hasn't always looked healthy. No. I, when I think of Benicio Del Toro, I think, like, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas mm-hmm. Del Toro mm-hmm. or, uh, like, I'm a drug addict cop in um, – Traffic. Well, that too. I was actually thinking of the comic book movie, um, uh, the one that's in black and white with uh, Bruce Sin Willis. City? Sin City, yeah. 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 When I think of Benicio Del Toro, I always think about Guillermo Del Toro first. Uh. <laughs> I'm like – Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. He directed Pan's Labyrinth. On a complete, <laughs> complete side note. I had a dream the other day. And? I'm waiting. Let me tell you about it. Um, <laughs> I'm walking through an, apart- like, like a, a, an entire parking lot. And in this parking lot, there's an RV. Have I told you this yet? Not yet. Okay. Nope. So in the apartment slash parking lot there's this rv and popping out of the rv is bruce willis and he says to me josh how you been (laughs) and i think to myself gosh you know i know i've hung out with bruce willis a few times in my dream sure of course i haven't really so that you guys know but in my dream i've hung out with him a few times and this story gets a little racy i'm gonna forewarn you kevin's probably gonna bleep it rated pg-13 for drug references yes there's there's drug references so Bruce Willis is like, how have you been? And I said, oh, my God, been really good. And he says, you should come in. Let's hang out. So I go into his like RV and we're hanging out and he's putting away laundry and he's getting ready to leave and pack up his RV. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. So he's putting away his laundry and I wait until he puts away his laundry. And I say, to him, well, Bruce, it was really nice to catch up with you. I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. And he says, wait. Before you go, I want to do some math. And let me tell you guys, I've never done math out there. Like, I now you're saying I did tell you this story. You talked about it last yeah, night. We did. We I, I, you told me as we were walking out of the theater or oh, into the theater. Yeah. Uh, so I do know what happens, but our listeners don't. Okay. Now, just to be clear, last week we found out you are a mathematical genius. So are you saying math or meth? Meth, as in methamphetamines. Okay. Which I've never done. But Bruce Willis is like, do you want to do some meth? And I say, no, no, thank you. And he says, are you sure? And then I think, it's Bruce Willis. Like, if I'm ever going to do this, this is going to be my opportunity. I'm going to hang out with Bruce Willis and I'm going to do some meth with Bruce Willis. So, of course, he busts it out. (laughs) He does a line. And then he does another line. And then he does another line. 
and I'm waiting for my turn. I don't get any meth. (laughs) To be honest with you, my biggest frame of reference is Breaking Bad. Like that's my reference. That's That's my my frame of reference. That's my only reference. I would assume it's blue and crystalline. Right. Uh, So finally, I get like this little itty bitty like quarter line of what he's been doing, (laughs) and in my dream, I get high. I don't know what it's like, but in my dream, I'm high. Mm. Now, in my post dreams, in my other 35 years, I've never gotten high. I've never gotten drunk. I don't know what that's like, but in my dream, I'm high. Sure. And then that stingy bastard, Bruce Willis, (laughs) (laughs) does the rest of the drugs and then is like, all right, Joshua, it was great seeing you. I'll see you later. And I left going, M and F and... Bruce Willis, that stingy mofo, did all the drugs. And that's my Bruce Willis story. That sounds my, like a terrible dream. That was my tangent. Okay. Good. That's not, not going to make it, I know. But I'd actually forgotten that I told you that story last night. That's okay. I hadn't – I remember you, once you started the dream about Bruce Willis, I was like, oh, yeah, you told me this last night. And yeah. then I was like, oh, he doesn't remember that he told me last night. Well, then as soon as you did that, I was like, oh. All right. As soon as I was like – PG-13 for drug references. Yeah, I remembered. Yeah. Drug references. Thank you for the self-edit, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably go ahead and put mustache riot on those. Oh, you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> for our listeners out there, I do the editing. Uh, I do the editing half, the post-edit. So I put mustache ride into <laughs> our conversation about words we learned as kids that didn't know what it meant. <laughs> well if those uh listeners haven't quite figured it out yet i don't know why you wouldn't have figured it out yet but we just went and saw black mass starring johnny depp directed by scott cooper i think we should get right down to the run 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 what did you marinate the steak in? Because it's out of this world. You're killing me with... No, no, It's a family secret. Oh, come on. You gotta tell me that. What's the secret? Come on. You could do it. <laughs> that is one of the best goddamn steaks I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Ever. What's the, what's the, what's the, fam- what's the family secret recipe? It's, gr- it's ground garlic. A little bit of soy. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I thought it was a family secret. (laughs) It's a recipe. No. No. You said to me, this is a family secret. And you gave it up to me, boom. Just like that. You spill the secret family recipe today. Maybe you spill a little something about me tomorrow. Hmm? Okay. I was just saying that... You were just saying. Just saying gets people sent away. Just saying. Got me a nine-year stretch in Alcatraz. You understand? <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> now, 
I'm, we still haven't named this episode, and we don't know what it's going to be. We, we're going to talk about it off air, of course. <laughs> but my, my question is, it's called Black Mass, mm-hmm. but it's about a gangster named Whitey. Mm-hmm. There's a paradox there. <laughs> With the title of our episode. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, we could call it Gray something or other. Ooh, Ooh uh, I kind of uh. like that. But I'm not sure if they called it Black Mass because his name is Whitey. Do you think that's why? No. What is your reference as to why they <laughs> called it Black Mass? I feel like they were doing the opposite. I feel like they knew his name was Whitey and they said, we're going to go the polar opposite and call it Black Mass. Because he was a white, skinny guy. So he I, had no mass. My understanding is black mass is a specific mass. Like a Catholic mass. Oh, math, mass as in like church. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of religion. There wasn't any religion and other than a few. Not, oh, his mother was Catholic though. That's and true. he is... We could probably find out what a black mass is. We should task our listeners with that. Without Googling, if you know what black mass means, tweet us at Zade Story, S-T-O-R-E-Y-Z-A-D-E, so Zade Story, or leave a comment on our Facebook page, or send us an email. And if you do, we will read it on episode at the next episode what i would like to hear is i would like to hear you guys give us a phone call because we haven't done a that's what google thought you said in so very long we haven't had a voicemail in a while yeah so ideally i want you to give a call in and i want you to let us know via voicemail yeah what what that means good call thank you Uh, a literal call i'm allowed (laughs) one good call slash pun call per episode yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start with the rundown? What is Black Mass about? Oof. All right. So a uh, gangster named uh, James Whitey Bulger. Whitey was like a nickname, right? Whitey was a nickname. Okay. You did not want to call him Whitey to his face. According, otherwise, he yeah. would have like uh, taken you to town. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, he was small town, small time in a small town. Mm-hmm. Southie, Boston, and then all of a sudden he made his come up. Come to find out, his come up was made by an alliance made with the FBI. Absolutely, he joins. Uh, he joins the FBI team with a old time friend or acquaintance. They quote unquote grew up together. They mentioned that several times. John Connolly, an FBI agent, decides to ask Whitey. Or Jimmy, as they they all call him Jimmy. They ask him to be an informant. Jimmy agrees, but not to be an informant, but to be in an alliance. And uh, and really, from there, we start to see the FBI do some of Jimmy's dirty work, and we get to see Jimmy just become a small time, n- not even crime lord, just kind of a small time criminal with a few underlings. Become a major crime lord. Uh, he's all over the state. He's in Florida at some points. He's in Tulsa at some points. He's in Boston. He's in the grips of the FBI. And uh, if you 
were not aware, this is a true story. Based on a true story. Yeah, it's a dramatization of a true of true events, quote unquote. I don't know. <laughs> if 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 you see a movie say based on true events, it means that something in that movie was true. It doesn't mean that hardly any of it's actually true, but it means like one or two things at least were true. And uh, in this case, Johnny Depp is probably a realistic depiction of the character. I think that you're right. I think Johnny Depp, by the way, did a phenomenal job of portraying Mr. Bulger. Uh, I think we'll get to yeah. I think we'll get to Johnny Depp in some of our least and most favorite parts. But, Blue eyes. But real quick, do you like Johnny Depp? Not really. No, oh. I don't. I guess um, that was kind of a shorter answer than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> for for the listeners out there, I think that Johnny Depp has a, a good range. I think that Johnny Depp has made great movies. Uh, he has built franchises. But that's not to say that I care for him as an actor. Mm. Um, he's really fantastic at playing out-of-the-box characters. Agreed. Um, his his character range is better than most actors. The roles that he picks are not movies that I would typically want to watch. Yeah, but that's not to say he doesn't do a great job at those roles, except for the one movie I'm thinking of, The Lone Ranger. Worst movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of all of Johnny Depp's entire entire imbd but specifically probably the worst movie i've ever seen in my life (laughs) okay i didn't finish it i don't know what happened i couldn't finish it you made it farther than i did because i couldn't even start it it looked so terrible terrible uh i know people who say it was good but i don't i don't know it looked so bad if any of those people want to be a guest on our show (laughs) they're they're going to have to rescind that comment. <laughs> and bring a boxing glove. Because <laughs> it sounds like Josh will fight you. I won't fight you, actually. I Maybe we shouldn't invite them out. Hey, yeah, let's, that, let's that find out. That sounds even better. Yeah. If you like that movie, shoot us an email because we would like to go see a movie with you. Absolutely. Difference of opinions. Yeah, it was, sure. It's what makes the Zade story the Zade story. It is. It is. All right. We got a little off track, but uh, basically, that's the rundown. Run In a world of gangs, violence, and guns, one town is driven by competition. The thin line between good, bad, and loyalty erode. Johnny Depp stars in Black Mass. I have blue contacts this time, and a bald head. One man. One decision, one way in, no way out. Starring the baby 
of Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon. Yo, Whitey, I want to be a gangster too. It's got half the action of The Departed, a third of the excitement. What, you mean there's no Transformers? Based on the true story of James Whitey Bulger, I have blue contacts this time. Black Mass. I do believe that brings us to our least and most favorite parts. Um, do you want to start us off with uh, favorite parts? I will go favorite part, yes. Favorite part, I know we just talked about it, and this is going to sound ironic, Johnny Depp. The entire time I watched the movie, <laughs> I, it, it wasn't Johnny Depp. It was Whitey Bulger. He did a great job of portraying Whitey Bulger, which is what Johnny Depp does. He does a character. He envelops himself in the character. It was incredible to see himself become a different person. He had contacts in. He didn't have a hair. He was really, really thin. He played a character his own age. <laughs> you said that coming out of the theater, and I liked it. Yeah. I was hoping that would make it onto the show. It's definitely making it in the show. <laughs> I don't know how old Whitey was, but how overhold he was is probably Johnny Depp's real age, <laughs> which is old, like really old. He's at least 50, right? Oh, he's 50 plus. You just don't realize it because he wears all the like makeup swag and, and the makeup and like the scarves and the rings and all that jazz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But best part, Johnny Depp acting, which you will probably never hear me say again. <laughs> Great acting job, Johnny Depp. Thank you very much. I know that we said that difference of opinion makes the Zayd story great, but I'm I'm really torn here to to list Johnny Depp as my favorite part because it was so unbelievable not Johnny Depp. It was Johnny Depp to a sense. He was a completely unrecognizable, uh, but he was like he was scary. He was intense. He was quiet. He was. Uh, he was really good. Johnny Depp alone in this movie was a great actor. And I don't know if it was great acting or if it was just a great performance. Uh, but it had to be acting, I guess. I guess those things kind of go both and both or hand in hand. Johnny Depp was really good. He was really believable. He was chilling. Uh, a, a bit cliche of the, uh, of the Boston gangster. Uh, you know, it, we, we've kind of seen it before, but it was great to see his take. A few minor things that added into my favorite part. I've been really watching the color of movies lately, and this one was no difference. There's a lot of contrast between the red and blue when there's cops involved. There's some really shady scenes that appear all in yellow, like a really yellow tone, and it kind of like a sick tone. Uh, and dark blue. I is is very visual. It was really good visually. So I'd say Johnny Depp and the just the whole visual style of the movie would probably be my favorite parts. What's your least favorite? 
Okay. Every other actor. I thought this was a really poorly cast film. There were tons of names in this movie. Going from Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation famous fame. Parks and Rec fame. (laughs) There was Kevin Bacon, who we just raved about in Cop Car in episode 12. I have to interrupt. You're telling me that the 90 seconds Kevin Bacon had wasn't great during this movie. I liked Kevin Bacon. And I, we normally don't interrupt, by the way. I'm sorry. But nah. I'm, I'm fighting for the bacon. Okay. So let me tell you, Kevin Bacon wasn't terrible, but Kevin Bacon wasn't used. He just wasn't in the movie. Like, Adam Scott wasn't in the movie. Uh, John Connolly, the actor, his name is Joel Edgerton. And he has become one of my favorite actors. Not because he's a great actor, but because he's a chameleon. Uh, If you don't know Joel Edgerton, the FBI agent in Black Mass, was also uh, opposite Tom Hardy in the movie Warrior. Did you see Warrior? I love the Warrior. So that's Joel Edgerton. Then he goes off and plays the Pharaoh of Egypt in Ridley Scott's most recent travesty, (laughs) Exodus. Did not care for Exodus. But it's cool to see Joel Edgerton be Pharaoh. The makeup really worked well for him. Yeah, like he's invisible, but in this movie he was completely invisible. He just didn't show up, it felt like. The accents were all just a little too much for me. Like It almost felt like we were listening to accents. And uh, who else am I missing? There's another big name in there or two. That's how unforgettable they are. It's just the the whole rest of the cast was just kind of boring. And while so while I loved watching Johnny Depp, he just kind of got swallowed up in the rest of a movie that was kind of boring. I have to agree with Kevin on that. Uh, usually you you would find a actor and it's a standout performance and the standout performance shadows the other performers and or performances. But it it was a standout performance. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the performances were so lackluster that it they all, as a, as a combination, overshadowed what he was bringing to the film. I agree. It was maybe poorly cast. Mm. I did not care for the accents. And as a whole, I agree with what you don't like about the movie. I mentioned this, and... And I'm sure it was supposed to be this way. I hate how ugly they made everybody. They made everybody in the movie ugly. Handsome individuals and good-looking women were made to be... I realize it's the 70s into the 80s. But there were beautiful people in the 70s. There were beautiful people in the 80s. I don't understand why they had to make them all look really atrocious. You know... Go ahead. Again, we don't normally interrupt, but actually we haven't disagreed in a long time. And I would actually – I thought that was a strength of the movie. I thought they all looked real. I – no – from the exception of Johnny Depp – or excuse me, Whitey Bulger's first wife, his only wife, I believe. uh, I don't even know if they were married. The mother of his son. Yeah. She was beautiful. Gorgeous. Um. But 
for, so she was the exception, and everybody else looked real. Johnny Depp was ugly. Uh, the the guy who looked like Matt Damon's and Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg, if they had a son together, <laughs> that's who he would look like. He's ugly. <laughs> uh, Adam Scott has that ugly mustache. The other, yeah, everyone was ugly. But while you disliked it, I actually really liked it. It made me feel like I wasn't watching a bunch of movie stars pretend. It made me feel like I was watching real people. And that just goes to show what a bad acting job they did, in my opinion. If that's what you liked about it, but then they couldn't follow through on top of it. So you forgot about the fact they were movie stars. But then after you forgot they were movie stars, they couldn't bring the acting chops to elevate the movie. It's true. Which I guess brings a, a better question. Is it best to forget that there are movie stars and let them bring out their own je ne sais quoi, if you will? Or is it better to remember that they're movie stars and does that elevate the fact that they are acting? Does that make sense? Kind of. But, like, Johnny Depp's a good example. In this movie, you you forgot it was Johnny Depp. At least I did. Oh, I think everybody... I was I think, immersed in the character he portrayed, despite how ugly he was. And so I feel like because he outacted his appearance... Does that answer, I guess? like That answers you, you, a little bit. But I will go ahead and I'm going to fight for the Depp here. I think that he was one of the better-looking people in the movie, even though that he was made to look old. He had those sexy blue eyes, and he had a great personality. And a great personality. <laughs> the multi-murderer, drug dealer, gangster. The way that he cared about his son touched my heart. That was a touching scene. There. So this movie had some really excellent things in it. Most of them were Johnny Depp-driven. All of them, I would say, were Johnny Depp driven. <laughs> Johnny Depp driven. Johnny Depp driven. Yes. Uh, I, they just nothing. It, it all didn't pull together at all for me. Well, but the scene with his son, the one you mentioned, I almost teared up. I choked up a little bit inside. Had I not needed to have gone to the restroom. I would have choked up, <laughs> but body circumstances made me worry about something else at that moment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I didn't really get what your least favorite part was. Well, uh, my least favorite part is in conjunction with your least favorite part, which is everybody cast other than Johnny Depp. But what specifically I didn't like, which you did like, was that they were made to look very uh, – homogeneous like very yes. very plain very normal mm-hmm. which i understand again in the 70s and the 80s people didn't look the way they do now there wasn't the hollywood aspect of it but you don't need to take somebody that's very handsome and or very gorgeous and make them look plain and to me that's kind of like saying that people from south boston were ugly and i didn't like that because i'm irish <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit of my personal soul coming out there. I'm not from Boston, by the way, but I am Irish uh, and devastatingly handsome. Do you ever watch a movie with Tom Cruise 
well, watch many movies with Tom first Cruise. First of all, do you think Tom Cruise is a, an attractive gentleman? The older he gets, the more attractive he gets. A hundred percent agree. Do you ever watch a movie with Tom Cruise and just think, there's no way on earth that the character he's playing is this attractive? Like, or or even more so with women. Like, there's no way that this woman is actually that attractive or that this guy ends up with a girl that attractive a per a perfect example is neighbors seth rogan ends up with rose burns mm. it's just like she's a movie star and she looks like it and seth rogan is a comedian and he looks like it i have to interrupt though I'm, you just went from seth rogan to tom cruise tom cruise well is no seth i rogan. went from tom cruise to rose burns because well, I, I believe that tom cruise could end up with rose burns agreed but Rose Burns could not, would not end up with Seth Rogen. Unless. God is. You know, like looking benevolent. down, shining. <laughs> you know, he was swimming one day and she looked down and saw the thunder trunks. Mm. Well, I, I believe that my wife is that beautiful. And I look more like Seth Rogen. With the thunder trunks. <laughs> You've compared me to uh, Jason Statham and Chris Pratt, so our listeners have no idea what I look like. (laughs) (laughs) Picture both of them, but with an elephantitis trunk. (laughs) I guess guess it's just the appearance of the people doesn't make it or break it for me. That would never be my least favorite part. It was my least favorite part. That's okay, and that's why we're friends. Yeah. But bar none, favorite part, Johnny Depp. Who I, we can agree on that. Who I don't care for typically as an actor. Great acting job. Fantastic acting chops. Well done, Johnny. You could have cut out everybody else and it could have been a solo one-man movie. <laughs> I would have liked it even more. But here's the question. Does Johnny Depp save this movie? I think it's time to rate Black Mass. That brings us in to our rating system. You guys know what that sound means. It means we are here rating you with one to six beers. Kevin, how many beers would you give this movie, Black Mass? Overall, I have seen this movie before, and I have seen it done better. And... I had a solid rating after I walked out of the theater. And it was probably a four. Uh, You know the theater experience. You've just, you've had a good time with your buddy. It's very euphoric. Absolutely. With those big speakers and that huge screen, you just disappear into the world of the characters. And when I, at least I do, and when I'm watching a movie, very rarely do I not enjoy it. But thinking about Black Mass, you know, throughout the day, talking about it with you tonight over dinner, you know, talking about our least favorite parts, I realized that this movie was not as good as I felt it was. In fact, it wasn't just not as good as it was actually just not very good. And so I'm going to go with a two. Uh, Comparatively to Zipper, the production value blew it out of the water. And it's hard to 
when you're rating movies, it's hard to say Zipper and Black Mass got the same rating, so they're the same movie, and I don't agree with that. But my experience tells me to go with my gut, and I'm going to stop talking. Two beers. How many beers would you have rated Johnny Depp's performance? One out of six beers. Uh, I dislike Johnny Depp, I think, in general. And I would rate his performance six beers. I thought he was incredible. Fantastic, one might say. That's <laughs> That's tough because as I started the movie, I was thinking in the first few minutes, this was a rather good movie. The first few minutes did it it, it sucked me in. Then the movie lagged. Mm. And then it kept lagging. Mm. And then a bunch of unneeded stuff continued to happen and it was very slow paced and i again we've talked about this on separate podcasts about setups pace of the movie the pace was too slow for me so originally as i was watching because i constantly try to think about what am i going to rate this movie as i'm watching it so i'm coherent enough to think about when i come talk to you guys what the movie's going to be and those first few minutes i was thinking of four Mm-hmm. I was thinking a solid four. Yeah. The movie got over, and I was thinking, it's about a three. But then I go home. I rest on it. I wake up this morning. I'm making breakfast. By the way, guys, I do all of my major thinking two places in my life. The shower and cooking breakfast. Mm. That's where I do the most of my all thinking. So the, I think for, what, like <laughs> 15 minutes out of the day? For those 15 minutes, I assessed what I was going to say tonight. I assessed the movie. I assessed everything. And I'm with you. It's a two. It's a two. Johnny Depp's performance, six beers. Yeah. Incredible performance. Didn't even think of him as Johnny Depp. When you're watching Pirates of the Caribbean, which he's exceedingly well known for, Mm -hmm. you're watching Johnny Depp. You're like you're like oh I'm watching Johnny Depp and he's a pirate of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You are not watching Johnny Depp while you watch this movie. Johnny Depp became a a character, and so even if he doesn't look the same, even though he looks really really dark in when he's Tonto, mm-hmm. and really really white when he is the Mad Hatter from the Alice in Wonderland. It's still Johnny you Depp. Know you know you, he can't escape Johnny Depp. But in this movie, I'm with you. He did. He escaped Johnny Depp. He was really good. For that reason alone, I feel like I should rate this movie more. <laughs> really, honestly. No, like, yeah, it's for fair. That, for that lone reason, like Johnny Depp did such a great job. I am ashamed to give this movie a two. Because he did such a phenomenal job. His performance alone should at least raise it to a three. But I can't bring myself to give this movie a three because I wouldn't watch this movie again. But I loved Johnny Depp's performance. Performance of six, movie of two. Final answer. And and there you have it. So four, four beers total. Um, I, I've... I always say that the movie was better than my rating, but 
do do you want to talk about like the violence at all? Like the violence was real. Like I don't know. There was parts of the movie where I was uncomfortable, and I it seemed very well made. The violence is what brought it from one to two beers for me. The violence made it feel like a true gangster movie. Yeah. Uh, the gangster aspect of it for me was real. What I feel as though was lacking was the FBI side, the law enforcement side. It was very weak. I, as I watched it, I called BS. Mm. You know, I see uh, whatever his name, Connor. You know, Connolly. Connolly, mouthing off to his superiors, going, "Oh, what? You don't trust me? I'm the next day. I'm going to bring in some awesome." No, I'm sorry. There's no way in an FBI setting. In any sort of professional setting, you're not going to sit there and mouth off like that. And I, it made it unrealistic for me. That's fair. The gangster aspect was realistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think I feel okay settling on a two with this. Oh, uh, next question. Without Googling it for our listeners out there, what's a vending machine? Yes. We we have a thought. We have a theory. I, I think we know what a vending machine is, but we want some concrete evidence as to what a vending machine is when it comes to the gangster world. Yes. Please refrain from sending in answers like, it's where you get Snickers out of. You put a dollar in it, and you get a bag of chips. Right. No, we like, know. <laughs> no, no, it's, a, it's where you get my Coca-Cola and Mountain Dews. We, specifically we, in the gangster world, when a gangster is talking about vending machines, what do they mean? In the beginning, Jim was a small town player. He's a very smart, disciplined man. Take your shot, but make it your best. Because I get up, I eat you. I'm at the table, you can come and let you. And the next thing you know, he's a damn kingpin. You know why? Because the FBI let it happen. I grew up with Jimmy and his brother Billy, the senator, and that is a bond that doesn't get broken. Your brother is waiting in some very dark waters. Jimmy's business is Jimmy's business. We all need friends. Even Jimmy. Even you. I can help you, Jimmy, and you can help me. And that brings us into a new segment. The Depths of Depth. Nice. How deep does Depp go? <laughs> How deep does he go? Josh, explain to us the rules of the depths of Depp. Well, we've just spent the better portion of the last hour bashing Johnny Depp, saying <laughs> that he's not a very good actor and he picks poor roles. <laughs> that being said... Oh, drink! I'm doing it right now. I'm going to say it again. That being said, because I was on a roll... It seems as though in a little bit of research that maybe perhaps Johnny Depp has a broader depth (laughs) (laughs) and breadth of knowledge and acting skills than we were originally giving him credit for. So what you're saying is once we looked at the movies that Johnny Depp was in, because we were going to play a game with Johnny Depp, we realized that we were like, Oh, have you seen this movie? They're like, yeah, that was great. Johnny Depp was amazing. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought too. And then we're like, oh, Johnny Depp was in that? Oh, yeah. You're saying that while we were like, Johnny Depp's a terrible actor, although we loved him in this movie, there were some other movies that we might have neglected 
to mention how great they were. Perhaps we, because we are human, <laughs> demigods, but half human. <laughs> uh, perhaps we were focusing on the poor Johnny Depp roles that he maybe didn't do as significant an amazing role in as the other movies. So now we have brought out five movies that one of us has watched, the other one hasn't watched. One is going to ask the question. One is going to answer not how many beers do you give the movie, but how many beers do you give Johnny Depp's performance. So if you guys love Johnny Depp at home, these are some movies to either A, check out, or B, avoid, based on our opinions of Johnny Depp, not the movie, necessarily. But as the star goes, so does the show, most of the time. The Depths of Depp. Okay, Josh, Lone Ranger. One beer. Secret Window. Really liked the movie. He did a good job. Four beers. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Really loved the movie. He was amazing in it. I give him, I want to give him six, but I can't. I give him five beers. Blow. Six beers. Great movie. You need to watch it. Don Juan de Marco. You love a woman. You got to hold her. Like you know you need to be touched. That man taught me how to caress a woman the way (laughs) she needed to be caressed. And for that reason alone, very bad movie, but six beers. (laughs) Six beers for Johnny Depp's performance. Thank you. You helped me out in my life so much you don't even know. Wow. There we go. That's something I didn't know about you. That movie was great. Learned a lot. All right. I I wrote it in shorthand. If you need help with the title, just let me know. I need a lot of help with these titles. Okay. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Ooh. Four beers. The movie was great. Johnny Depp was fine. And better than fine. He was good. And and he actually has a remarkable voice. Very very quite talented. Hmm. Uh, Neverland. Finding Neverland. Uh, gr- really good movie. I'd say his performance was pretty plain. Four beers. So Sweeney Todd and Neverland, both four beers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, imagination is what you have written the down. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Five beers, almost a six beers, except you're kind of comparing him to Heath Ledger, which was amazing. So, five beers. He's really good in it. Public Enemy. Boring movie, but I thought he did well. He was a great bad guy that cared. Like, one of those villains, anti-heroes, that's what you call him. Uh, I'd say four beers. I don't know what this means. I-V-S-K. No, it's a T-U-S-K. Tusk. Tusk. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about Tusk, Kevin. Tusk is a weird movie. 
that's kind of fun about Justin Long, who gets turned into a walrus, and Johnny Depp plays a Canadian, a French Canadian detective, Guy Lapointe, and uh, it's one of those new Depp performances where he's caked in makeup, but you still know it's him. I'm giving him a one. I'd give that movie a four. I give him a one. What about Justin Long? I like Justin Long. I a like lot. Justin Long, and he's good in this movie. He's a really sarcastic, uh, bolsterous podcaster. Walrus? A walrus. No, he's a podcaster who goes to Canada to uh, to do a podcast and runs into this weird, creepy old dude who drugs him and then turns him into a walrus. And that brings me straight ahead into our newest <laughs> segment because Kevin and I are both very bolsterous podcasters. If we were to go to Canada, get drugged by an individual, what animal would they turn us into? <laughs> no. I really want to know. This could be anything. It could be a fish. It could be a flying animal. It could be a dinosaur. I don't care. Does but... it have to be Canadian specific? No. Okay. No. We could go to Mexico, too. It's kind of more probable in Mexico, to be honest with you. That's probably true. All right, so we go to Mexico because we, we don't want to... go abroad? Abroad. We don't want to steal the premise of the movie. No. How about we go abroad to do a Zade Story show, and we get drugged by a maniac, and he turns each of us into an animal. Isn't there a, an awful movie from uh, the guy that did, like, Deuce Bigelow and Deuce Bigelow 2... He's in all the Happy Gilmore movies. Doesn't he do like is it called the Dolphin? The where he like gets spliced with animal parts. Anyways, it was a horrible movie. But we want to know what type of movie or what type of animal we would be. Shoot us a call. Yeah. Give us an email. Tweet us. Facebook us. We're just we're just curious. Yeah. Would I be a, a snuggly, lovable bear? You know, when I hear bear, I think of something different, Kevin. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> as a married man to a lovely young lady and two children, I don't picture you quite as a bear. <laughs> well, guys, that pretty much wraps up the uh, the episode we would like to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of facebook interactions we had we had a new listener uh like the page and put a comment on there and so we'd like to uh we'd like to thank tim gillette uh he writes listening to episode 11 now i'm not a huge rap fan but ice cube put rap on the map ice cube acting is ridiculous he should have never left rap Josh and I might have to discussion might have to have a discussion about this offline. Ooh, sounds like he's in, he's pretty intense about this whole rap thing. He's calling me out, guys. He's calling <laughs> me out. Uh, we responded, "Rap on the map? You might have a little ice cube in you, despite your blatant disregard for rhyme." <laughs> 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 and then uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I've had a couple of people come up to me. Uh, letting us know how uninformed we are about pork cutlery. To be fair, we like eating pork myself more than you. Uh, 
It's one of my favorite meats, if not my favorite meat. It's Kevin's least favorite meat, if I am not correct. That is correct. Yes, we. I pay attention to these things. We have meat cutlery discussions all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the actual types of cuts that we would eat. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, we had a listener. That listener does happen to be my brother, but he sent us a... Uh, just listen to the Cop Cars episode. Great episode, guys. The port game reminded me of the scenes from Best in Show when he lists all the kinds of nuts he knows. Have you seen Best in Show? I feel like I can name more than f- the, than a few nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows more than four, which is pretty much where we capped out our pork list. <laughs> but he sent us a hilarious link to all the different kinds of pork cuts, which was very funny. Uh, so check that out on our Facebook page. Uh you can tweet us at Zade Story, Z-A-D-E-S-T-O-R-E-Y. Uh, comment on our episodes. Uh, Mike P., it was great to have you back for the game last week. We'd love to continue hearing from all of our listeners. Continue to contact us so we can continue to contact you. Again, we're looking for another segment, and that would be What Did Google Think You Said?, so give us that email slash phone call. Specifically, the phone call is what we're looking for because we want to play the game. Yes. What did Google think you said? <laughs> uh, so this this week, guys, we have a couple of interactions we're looking for. What animal would Josh be and or I, what animals would Josh and I be if we were taken captive when we go abroad to report a, to record a podcast, we are looking for... We want some concrete evidence as to what a vending machine is when it comes to the gangster world. Give us those shout-outs. Give us those emails. Hit us up on that phone number. Look forward to hearing from you guys. From the Zade story, I'm Joshua Story. And I'm Kevin Zade. For the love of movies and beer. How many beers did we rate your favorite movie? Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> so, what would we be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. That's good. What would you be? I don't know. What would you pick for well, me? I don't I don't want to like I don't want to taint. I don't want to taint lead. our audience on, you know. I never want to taint uh, anything. I like to taint. <laughs> <laughs> that might be our little elk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mustache ride. Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> And we're out. Yeah. For the love of movies and beer. <laughs> <you're supposed> to... <laughs> How many beers did we rate your favorite movie? <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs>